Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Ethan Dunas. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get access to a bonus podcast over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. This time, uh, the most recent episode, I talked about my thoughts about the game lineup for the PlayStation Classic. So if that sounds like something that you want to hear about, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp, join up, and uh, get access right there. So thank you very much to everybody who already does. Episode 257 of Nintendo Switchcraft is also brought to you by Joel Mead 24 and Kodiak Moonwolf, who both just resubscribed over at my Twitch page, which is twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you have Twitch Prime, you can subscribe for free. And if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Twitch Prime. And if you don't have those, you can get a free month of all of that stuff by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash Amazon Prime, sign up, Get a free month of Amazon Prime with all of the deliveries and stuff like that. Get a free month of Twitch Prime that comes with it. And then you can even subscribe to your favorite streamer. I think I know a guy. For me, this was a little last minute, but I guess it wasn't really last minute because I'm recording this uh, at 3.18 p.m. and Nintendo tweeted this out at 7 a.m. But I was busy at work all day, so I kind of missed out on all of the news. Um, I got home from work, and sure enough, there was... uh, uh, information about a brand new Nintendo Direct featuring Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, this is going to be happening on November 1st, 2018 at 7 a.m. Pacific. That's 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Usually, I try... I mean, if if the, if a Nintendo Direct happens when I'm not at work, I usually try and stream it over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Kind of record everything, get my... Uh, my live reactions and stuff like that. Uh, But I won't be able to do that this time because I'm going to be at a conference, at an educational conference, uh, learning about how best to teach stuff. So uh, we won't have a live reaction from me, but this is on uh, November 1st, which if my calendar is correct, and I hope it is, uh, that's Thursday, which is when the next episode of Nintendo Switchcraft is. This is why I do three episodes a week, so that Nintendo um, can't drop something right after an episode on me. Uh, so I'll be talking about the results of this on the next episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. But before we get there, I want to hear predictions from people. I want to hear predictions. So first off, we already have those rumors that we were talking about before, those rumors that were, um, you know, all of those those leaked characters. I think it was like eight characters, including Gino and stuff like that. And uh, I said before that I didn't think that that leak was true. But at the same time, I also thought that there was some stuff about that leak that made sense. 
So what I'm doing right now is I'm going back through my website because I, I didn't think about this until just now. But I'm going back through my website uh, to see where the uh, the quote-unquote leak is for Super Smash Brothers, and I can't seem to find it. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Ah, here we go. Okay, so here's the leak, the, the or the leaked characters. Uh, the leaked characters were uh, Shadow, the Hedgehog, Banjo-Kazooie, Isaac, Ken, Mock Rider, Gino, and Chorus Kids. Okay, now what do I think is a possible, um, a, po a possibility for Thursday's Nintendo Direct? Well, first off, they said it's a 45 minute direct, so that's going to be a lot of information. Uh, recently, it was leaked, you know, big quotes, that there was going to be a 32 player online mode. I'm assuming that that is a tournament mode. So you can set up a tournament, 32 people can join the tournament online, and you can bracket your way down to the winners. I really hope that that's what that is. I, I can't imagine playing Smash with 32 players on the screen at the same time. That would just be dumb. And um, that would also have so much lag from all of the different people that it would just be unplayable, I think. Uh, I would say that, I mean, unless Nintendo is springing for for real servers, you know, and uh, which so far it's been peer to peer from what I've seen. Um, so what do I think that we're going to get from this Smash Brothers Direct? Well, I do think that this uh, leaked list was kind of on the money for a couple of things. Number one, I think that we're going to get Ken. Uh, Ken is the perfect Echo character. I had to mute my Amazon Echo. Uh, he's the perfect Echo character uh, for Ryu, and it makes so it, it makes it really really easy uh, for, uh, for for them to bring in a new character without worrying about balance issues. So that makes uh, that's a no brainer. That's definitely easy. Uh, also, Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, an easy reskin of Sonic the Hedgehog with some slightly different move sets. He he would make a good Echo character. Uh, as well. Uh, the rest of these, I would say you got a 50-50 shot. You know, maybe they will show up, maybe they won't. I think that they'll also show us a few more levels. Um, they might show off a, a little bit of music, and I do think that there will probably be some kind of surprise character that nobody's expecting. Um, and I also think that since this is happening November 1st and the game comes out December 7th or was it December 3rd? I think it's December 7th. I don't think we will hear any more. I think that this is the final Nintendo Direct for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate or at least until the DLC starts coming out. And we'll talk about that in a minute as well. Um, once that DLC starts coming, then of course we would get other Nintendo Directs featuring characters from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. But I think that for the most part, I think we'll get Shadow, I think we'll get Ken, and I think we'll have a surprise character, and everybody else is a 50-50 shot. 45 minutes is a really long time, though. That's a long time for a Nintendo Direct about just one game, especially a game that we have heard so much information about. For the most part, Nintendo plays their cards pretty close to the chest. 
And with Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, they seem to be really unveiling a lot of stuff. Joel Mead in chat makes a really good point. Uh, he says Spirit Mode. Yeah, Spirit Mode. That was on. That was figured out last time when we had a video. Um, they kind of obfuscated the menu, uh, like they bur- they blurred it out, and people were able to restore it because it was it was blurred in post processing or something, and they were able to unblur it to find out that it's called Spirit Mode. And you know, right now we don't know anything about what Spirit Mode is, so you know, maybe there's going to be information about that. Um, I think that Nintendo is banking hard on uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate at the end of the year. Mr. Furukawa, uh, just recently, he's the president of CEO. He took he took over for Mr. Kimishima. He just recently said, uh, we have announced all of our holiday games. We're not expecting anything else. And that's a little surprising to me. I mean, you know, this late in the year, it would be very surprising if they announced another game that would be coming out this year. I think it would be a good idea if they did, but it's not surprising that they wouldn't. Uh, but if we had, if you had asked me back in June, uh, and I'm sure that people did ask me back in June, whether or not I thought that we would be getting anything this holiday season other than Super Smash Brothers and Pokemon. And I would have said, you know, I I think that we probably will. And I would be wrong about that because... Nintendo, I mean, Mr. Kimishima, before he was before Mr. Kimishima retired and was replaced by Mr. Furukawa, Mr. Kimishima said specifically, we are planning to unveil more stuff this year. And when we do, uh, we think that we're going to sell 20 million consoles this fiscal year. Now, that fiscal year ends in uh, March 31st. And uh, I'm going to talk more about that in uh, another segment. So make sure that you check that that other segment out. Um, but that that ends in March 31st, and uh, right now Nintendo is they're 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 not quite there yet. They're not quite there yet. So I think that Nintendo, depending completely on Pokemon and Super Smash Brothers for hitting that $20 million or 20 million console mark is a very, very risky move. And, um, Joel Mead in chat says, uh, Mr. Sakurai mentioned a new mode that would be discussed in some other time. There was a blurred icon in the video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the spirit mode that I already talked about. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for clearing that up. Uh, anyway, I want to know what your predictions are. We, we, we don't have, I, I, we we have until uh, Thursday to get our predictions in. I want to know what everybody thinks. All right, there's lots of ways you can let me know. If you're watching this on YouTube, let me know right down below in the comments section. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you know all the ways that you can get a hold of me. You can get a hold of me by joining our Discord at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. You can email me at runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can... um something else. Uh you can get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. There's a million ways to get a hold of me. Let me know what your predictions are for Super Smash Brothers Direct which is coming out on November 1st, which is this Thursday. And this Thursday I will be talking about what exactly did they unveil as soon as I get home from work that day. All right? 
Let's uh, let's talk about something else. Nintendo has recently released some financial data, uh, basically hardware sales and stuff like that. And it's, I mean, it's good news, but at the same time, okay, let's start with the good news. The good news is that the Nintendo Switch has sold uh, 22.8 million units. That means it has now outsold the GameCube uh, lifetime sales. Uh, which is great. The next target for them to hit is the N64. I can't remember how many uh, unit sales that the N64 had, but it was more than the GameCube. So that's the next target for uh, the Nintendo Switch to hit. Um, but let's take a look at the quarterly. The quarterly. It's hard to say. Let's take a look at the quarterly breakdown for this. Uh, this is from uh, Nintendo's site itself. Um, if we look at Third quarter last year, third quarter last year, Nintendo sold 2.9 million consoles. That's third quarter last year. If we look at third quarter this year, they sold 3.1 million consoles. Now, that's actually very, very interesting information because last year we had a ridiculously huge game come out. Super Mario Odyssey came out in the third quarter, and that is, without a doubt, a system seller. It is, in my opinion, the best Mario game of all time, and it is, in my opinion, the the second best game on the Switch, the first, of course, being Legend of Zelda. Uh, so that came out in September, uh, got rave reviews, and the only reason that it wasn't game of the year for me was because Zelda came out the same year. So that came out third quarter 2017, all right? Fourth quarter 2017 is a very, very interesting, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Interesting uh, number, uh, data point, okay? Fourth quarter 2017, Nintendo sold 7.2 million uh, Nintendo Switch units, all right? That's a very important number because that is a huge spike over third quarter. Third quarter went up quite a bit. So what can we expect? Can we expect this same thing to happen again? Can lightning strike twice? Well, I think that there's definitely a possibility. If you look at the top selling titles for Nintendo systems, okay, if we look at, we'll say, I want to look at the 3DS and let's look at the top selling uh, games for the Nintendo systems for the 3DS, okay? Uh, we've got Pokemon XY sold 16.34 million uh, copies. That's a lot. And then you've got Pokemon Sun Moon, which sold 16 million copies as well. Actually, a little bit lower, but not much lower. And then Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire sold 14 million uh, copies. Now, that's lifetime. So that's over the course of the lifetime of not only the 3DS system, but of the Pokemon franchises. So if you look at the Pokemon franchise for the 3DS overall, all right, it sold uh, 30, 40, 6, 46 million copies of Pokemon games sold on the 3DS, which is a crazy high number. And what do we have coming out this year? We've got a new Pokemon game. It's the it's the first Pokemon game 
that we will have that is using a new engine in a very long time. The all all, all three uh, XY Sun Moon uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire they all used the same engine. This is a brand new engine, and I'm sure that it's the one that we're going to get for the RPG, which comes out next year. And I, I also know that there's a lot of people who are saying, well, the new Pokemon game is not the RPG. It's more like Pokemon Go, and I understand that, but most people probably won't know that going in. And I, I bet that some of those people will be disappointed but they might also have fun. We'll see. I'm not super excited for um, for uh, uh, Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Uh, that being said, you know, last year, um, I'm bringing up the graph again. Uh, last year, when we look at the unit sales for the Nintendo Switch, uh, the, the quarterly results, last year, fourth quarter, okay, fourth quarter, of uh, 2017, Nintendo sold 7.2 million. Okay, and then if we look at first quarter 2018, first quarter 2018 only sold uh, 2.9 million, and second quarter sold 1.8 million, and then we had a, an uptick. We had an uptick in third quarter this year, which is pretty surprising. Went back up to 3.1 million. So. The reason why that's kind of interesting to me is because, for the most part, I would say that we really didn't get a lot of what I would call system sellers coming out this time of year uh, in third quarter. We really didn't have anything uh, that would cause the Switch to fly off the shelves. So they did better uh, at this point in the year, which is closer to Christmas, and I think a lot a lot of people would would wait and perhaps wait until Christmas to pick up uh, the Switch or wait until the new Pokemon game comes out or wait until the new Smash Brothers game comes out. And it seems like a lot of people are starting to uh, pick up the Switch. So the the idea that we still have these two mega games on their way, we, we, we have both uh, the Pokemon games and Super Smash Brothers, if you had asked me back in June if that was enough to get them to sell 20 million this fiscal year, I would have said no. So so far this year, Nintendo has sold 7.8 million, meaning that if they want to hit their target, we'll we'll just round that up to 8. That means that they need to sell 12 in fourth quarter this year. 12 million fourth quarter this year. Last year, they sold 7.2 million in fourth quarter and last year they had mario odyssey this year they have pokemon and they have smash but it's not really pokemon and smash is more of a hardcore kind of game so i don't think that nintendo is going to be able to hit that 20 million number that mr kimishima predicted and i think that's too bad you know nintendo has been kind of on a roll and uh, i think that if you ask most people who follow Nintendo pretty closely, I think the reason that they're not hitting this number, the number that they're looking at, is because there was a kind of a drought this year when it came to the games that came out. Now, I'm not saying that 
there were no games. Because I know that there's going to be people that will say, well, what about Kirby? And what about Donkey Kong? And what about this? And what about that? And I got gotcha. you. I'm with you on that. But there, there was kind of a drought when you compare it to the previous year. And I, I, I think that Nintendo looked at how they did that first year and they said, we can do that again. But it's almost unfathomable for Nintendo to be able to, for any company, to be able to repeat what they did last year. Because last year, they had this unbelievable confluence of of games coming out at exactly the right times. I mean, they had Zelda to launch the system with. Uh, they had Mario in third quarter. They had Splatoon 2, which in Japan is like, you know, that's like the holy grail of games. That's huge over in Japan. And it's it doesn't do too shabby here in the U.S. either. Uh, they had all those other games that they had to kind of prop those things up. And this year, they had good games, but they just weren't the system sellers that they needed. And I will be really surprised if Nintendo sells 12 million consoles uh, in fourth quarter this year that would be very very surprising to me um what do you guys think do you guys agree do you disagree let me know frankenstein gaming just uh sent a message to me on twitter the other day and they said uh at run jump stomp here's a question for your show why do you think nintendo hasn't made more dlc for mario kart or mario odyssey uh, that is a wonderful question, and it's definitely something where I think Nintendo could improve upon. Um, well, first off, they did make DLC for Mario Kart. Uh, it They just made it when it was on the Wii U. So the Wii U version shipped with uh, four less cups, uh, and I think it was four less characters. I could be wrong about that. Maybe it was just two less characters. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but they had two DLC packs that you ended up buying uh, that gave us all of the tracks that then when it came to the Switch, it came with all that stuff. So they did do DLC. Now, why do I think that they haven't done DLC for Mario Kart? There's a couple different reasons why they probably haven't, and I don't know which one's true. Um, the first one might be they're just too busy and they're working on other games right now, and DLC for Mario Kart is on hold or maybe they just aren't finished yet. Uh, maybe they will mention something, or, you know, probably January next year. Who knows? Um, another reason that they might might not be working on DLC for Mario Kart is I know that there will be some people who, if they did bring out DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, they would say, look, pal, I already bought Mario Kart 8 once. Then I bought DLC for it. Then you made the Switch, so I bought the game for the Switch. And now you're going to make DLC again? That's too much money for one game. And I understand the logic there, but I totally disagree. I would love to see DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I would love to have more tracks and to bring people back into the game not that it's hard to find a game of mario kart 8 uh that game's fantastic and every time i load it up i can find a game like that um but i would love to see dlc uh for mario kart and 
I, I hope that they are. Another reason that they may not have been working on DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the idea that maybe they're working on Mario Kart 9. And I've talked about this on the show before, but what makes a new installation of Mario Kart, Mario Kart 9? Like, the only thing that I can think of that they could really, I mean, they already go underwater. They already fly. What else? They they drive on the ceiling and the walls. What else can you do in Mario Kart in order to differentiate Mario Kart 9 from Mario Kart 8 that isn't just more racers and more tracks? And if it's just more racers and more tracks, then why not just add it as DLC to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? Like, that's how I look at it. They already brought out one Mario Kart game on this platform. For me, I would hope that they would just say that's the one Mario Kart game for this platform and uh, turn turn that into a games-as-a-service kind of thing where rather than buying the next version of Mario Kart, we just keep buying DLC for it and uh, keep buying new new courses and new racers and uh, that, that, that would breathe life back into it. I think that that would be the best, and I hope that Nintendo's not working on a Mario Kart 9 that's going to come out on the Switch. If they are working on a Mario Kart 9, that's fine too. I just hope that it comes out on whatever the next system from Nintendo is. Um, when we look at Mario Odyssey, I mean, if you ask Nintendo, they've done lots of DLC for Mario Odyssey, but it's not the DLC that I want. The DLC that I want is more worlds to explore. I don't really care that they're bringing out a, a zombie uh, Mario for Halloween, which is okay and is cool and it definitely looks awesome. But I don't care enough about different outfits for Mario to make me want to go back into the game and farm coins to earn it. That being said, I think that it would be awesome if we would get DLC for Mario Odyssey. Now, taking everything that I just said into account, uh, very recently, I don't have the article uh, keyed up in front of me, so I can't bring it up, and I'm not going to get the quote exactly right. But Mr. Furukawa, uh, the pr uh, current president of Nintendo, or CEO of Nintendo, I think it's the same thing, uh, the, the guy in charge of Nintendo, uh, he recently took over back in... I think it was April for Mr. Kimishima. Uh, he said that one of the things that they want to do is start adding more DLC to their big franchises. Uh, I think that what they've done with Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U probably did very, very well. And that's not a huge surprise to me because the content was fantastic and the price was really low. Uh, they were probably very happy with how the DLC sold for uh, Splatoon 2. They were probably really happy with how the DLC sold for uh, Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild. And by looking at that stuff, it, it's a way for them to re-monetize uh, customers who have already bought something without adding a lot of extra work. Because every time you make a new game, you have to do so much, like you have to build the entire world. And if you could just add content to a game without rebuilding the world, then that could save you a lot of money. And it also makes it very unlikely that people are going to trade in your game. Because, like, 
I have 200 hours in Zelda. And if they, I know that they already, this is a bad example. Maybe I should pick something else. I've got a whole bunch of hours in Splatoon 2. I don't really play it that much anymore. I play it from time to time. And if I were somebody that traded in games, I might be tempted to trade in Splatoon 2 because it probably has a pretty high resale value. And I could probably, well, high-ish, thank you GameStop, I I could probably, uh, you know, get some money towards some other new game that I want, rather than waiting until I have have the money to to buy it. The fact that they're putting out DLC for Splatoon 2 might make somebody like me say, ooh, well, maybe I want to hold off. Maybe I don't want to trade this in. And if I don't trade it in, that means there's one less copy out there in a store someplace that somebody can buy that Nintendo doesn't get any money for. Because if you go in and you buy a used copy of a game at GameStop, the developer of the game gets $0 for it. The only people who get dollars for it is GameStop. And I'm not going to talk about you know the, the, the idea of trading in games and why you should or shouldn't or whatever uh, on this podcast. But what I will say is that DLC is a way to keep people from trading in their games. It's a way to re-monetize those customers. And Mr. Furukawa clearly sees what everybody else is doing uh, in order to make sure that, uh, or he sees what everybody else is doing to make sure that their games aren't getting traded in. And he's seeing that and saying, we should probably do that too, because it leads to a better bottom line. And at the end of the day, Nintendo's a publicly traded company and they really, they don't have a, um, they, they don't have, they have to, uh, make their bottom line as best they can, uh, in order to keep the stockholders happy, because if they don't do everything that they can to maximize profit for stockholders, they can be sued by the stockholders. Um, Bravd says, my physical copy hoarding is really is really altruistic. Yes, your physical copy hoarding is really altruistic. That's right. All right. Uh, that's it. Let's move on. All right, everybody. It's time for the lightning round. Uh, the rest of the podcast took way too long, so I didn't get to fit all of these stories in. There's a lot of stuff to cover, so make sure that you click on the links in the show notes and check this stuff out. Uh, very, very quickly, I'm going to go through this stuff. Bethesda will not be bringing Fallout 76 to the Nintendo Switch. This surprises no one. Uh, Horizon Chase Turbo is this really cool game. Uh, well, I don't know if it's cool or not, but it looks cool. Uh, it looks like one of those old arcade racers where you would go to the arcade, drop in a couple of quarters, and try and drive as far as you could in the amount of time that they gave you. And if you pass checkpoints, it would add on to the time. It looks like that, and it looks pretty fun. Uh, so make sure you check out that link in the show notes. It's a video of the game. Uh, Final Fantasy uh, 10 has been rated by the ESRB for Nintendo Switch. So there's something that we didn't know was coming, I don't think. Um, I think that um, all the other Final Fantasies, except for 8 and 10, were announced for the Nintendo Switch. So I could be wrong about that, but uh, it's now been rated for the Nintendo Switch. Um on Nintendo Versus on Twitter has posted about a new special weapon that's coming to Splatoon 2. It is called the Ultra Stamp. It looks like a giant hammer and lets you swing away with the big hammer. I don't normally talk about these new weapons, but I thought that this is so different 
than the other stuff in the game that I wanted to point it out. It looks really cool. Click on the link in the show notes. You can check it out. It looks awesome. And then finally, the developers of uh, Streets of Red reached out to me and they're like, hey, can you talk about uh, this on your podcast? They are bringing out a free update. So if you already own Streets of Red, then get ready for some extra stuff. Um, They're bringing a free update that has new bosses, new language options, and online leaderboards, which is really awesome. This comes out tomorrow on Halloween. Uh, If you don't know what Streets of Red is, I want you to think of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time uh, for the arcade, like that kind of game, uh, where you take video games and you mix it with like pop culture and horror movies that's what this game is supposed to be like. Very gory. It's not for kids, but it's also really, really fun. And one of the best uh, side-scrolling brawlers that I've played last year. And I played a couple of them. So that's Streets of Red getting an update coming out tomorrow on Halloween with, I think it's like four new bosses and online leaderboards. So you can say, look at me, I'm uh, higher than you on this thing, which is pretty cool. Music for today's episode can be found over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. It is Chrono Trigger, Secret of the Forest uh, by Tom Winter, acoustic music. Uh, Again, you can find his stuff over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. If you want the full show, you can watch live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, or you can watch a bunch of videos, uh, or if you're looking for video of the show, I break the segments up and I put those over on YouTube as individual videos over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp if you want to support my content there's lots of ways that you can do that over at runjumpstomp slash dot com slash thank you uh, all the links there help me create more content big thank you to everybody who already supports the content in the patrons uh, the twitch subscribers the people who subscribe on youtube uh, the people who just send me tips on paypal every once in a while you guys are all awesome Thank you very much to do, for, for doing that. And links to all of those ways to support me are again at runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. I'm out of here. I will see you all next time. Until then, bye-bye.